check, I'm ready to Yeah, I do a lot, still ain't done enough. Level up, level up. Tryna see a check, I'm ready to Yeah, I do a lot, still ain't done enough. Never lose, shoulda had better luck. I'ma wake him up from a slumber. Money ain't nothing but a gang, and the level ain't nothing but a number. Life ain't nothing but a gang. Level up, level up. Never lose, shoulda had better luck. Tryna see a check, I'ma run it up. Yeah, I do a lot, still ain't done enough. Waking up, that he gave me a chance, and I'm rolling the dice. I do it all. Living like I'm trying to go for the platinum trophy in life. Who can you call? Really nobody, so you should just follow me on your device. And know if she chilling with me, then it's bound to be chemical X and the sugar and spice. Game in the system, but game is the hobby. I'm probably cocky, but hot as wasabi. I mean, if it's beat, then you know where to find me. My pickers is ready, and so is my body. You should be running and telling your posse, and what's in the speakers, and what's in your potty. And she trying to kick it, but this ain't karate. Just keep that shit down while I'm watching Tsunami. I ain't saying I'm a super nerd, but I told you when we got involved, my idea of a perfect date is a PlayStation and some alcohol. I was role playing on GTA. I'm a good guy, but I got it all. If the world should end, be the first to leave, but the last of us acting naughty, dog. Level up, level up. Never lose, shoulda had better luck. Tryna see a check, I'ma run it up. Yeah, I do a lot, still ain't done enough. Level up, level up. Tryna see a check, I'ma run it up. Yeah, I do a lot, still ain't done enough. Never lose, shoulda had better luck. I'ma wake him up from a slumber. Money ain't nothing but a thing, and a level ain't nothing but a number. Life ain't nothing but a game. Level up, level up. Never lose, shoulda had better luck. Tryna see a check, I'ma run it up. Yeah, I do a lot, still ain't done enough. LV1Gamer.com at congratulations. You guys are leveled up to 194. This is the double XP podcast. See, I told Hug, I said, hey, I want to go ahead and run the show tonight because I'm rusty and I'm still rusty. As you can see, I, for some reason, restarted the timer and forced the podcast to go live a minute early, but it's okay because I'd rather go early than if you guys wait another five minutes because I'm peculiar in those things. Lots to talk about tonight. Brand new guests on the show. 
We're going to have an amazing time. We can talk about whether or not Starfield deserves the hype. We also talk about how Chakalaka figured out how to use Discord, baby. Let's go. Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy and a bunch of other things. Before we get started, we're going to go with the introductions. Per usual, the man with the clamps, Citizen Snips. What's up, everybody? It's another wonderful Wednesday. We got gaming news. We got a cool guest. Um, Chakalaka learned how to do a thing, which is always impressive. Um, so it, it may be now he'll buy me a PS5. I don't, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm glad to be here. Though. Next up, after missing last week and had us all sad and feeling different on the inside, my right hand was man, Sierra. Now, the Claude Harger with the hard R. I always with the hard R. What's up, guys? I'm excited to be back. I'm sorry I had to take a week off. Uh, hopefully, my voice doesn't do that thing it was doing last night. But there's so much more people here to talk, and I love you guys, and I'm so excited to talk to our awesome guest. And uh, let's get into it. So are we just going to pretend like she didn't say it? Okay. She said it. I was trying to be a bad boy. Hey, look, I winked at the camera when she said it, so you know. Oh, everybody like everybody I never like, listened to what I say, so it is what it is. She didn't she didn't catch, but we all perked up like, excuse me. Um next up, if your email box is full and your DMs are popping, that's because Baron J67, the communications director level one gaming.com is trying to get a hold of you, baby. Baron, what's going on, Chief? Um, you know, okay, so I had like the weirdest like vertigo induced dream last night because I was in VR like for four hours before I went to bed and I woke up thinking I was still logged in and it was a problem and I can't wait to experience it again. VR is the future. Uh, next up, he did figure out this course where we're so proud of him. We're also proud that he's the number one reviewer at level1gaming.com. The man that gets all them AAA bangers and that's our great work. I know this man for a long time, longest running friend on the podcast. Chocolate, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. I have so many things to talk about. I'm like, I got just, it's going to be exhausting. It's like the most chaotic time to be doing a review, but I'm going to pull it off. Now, as you guys know, I am prone to uh, have guests. We have guests on and I always, always mispronounce some part of their name. It's a ritual here at level1gaming.com. Okay. However, we do have a special guest with us tonight. He is a video game composer and a friend of Baron J. He said, hey, man, I met this guy. He's super cool. I think he should come on to the show and hang out with us. Chase Bethay. Bethia. Bethia. <laughs> hey, Chase, welcome to the show, brother. How's it going? I appreciate it. That was, that's great fun. I love the energy here so far. Big love to all of you for letting me be on and invade some of your space and your time and to have a good chat. Listen, you're not you're not invading no space. This is actually your world. We're just trying to participate in it. And with that being said, we want to start the show by talking about yourself. Could you give us some of your time? Let us know who you are and what are some of the things that you, know, you do in this wonderful space that we call gaming. Sure, sure. So I'm a professional video game composer. I write music for video games and that's typically he's like well what is that and in, in case you didn't know that's kind of like the tie-in for what that does and so i've been working professionally in the industry for about 11 years i've shipped over 21 games in that time i'm probably going to be releasing about three soundtracks this year and oh, if not a few more some more games and things like that uh my very my very first game that i was playing was one of those it was on a uh, game boy 
And so I learned to write video game music on like a Game Boy camera, Game Boy Pocket. So that was typically my first instrument. So when I was six years old, Damn. played Donkey Kong 94 and uh, or 96. And so that was my introduction to mostly like the world of gaming, played the typical Link's Awakening, on Link's Awakening DS, Ocarina of Time, so on and so forth. And then it got more immersed into the world that I went forward in. But it wasn't until about 2000 and I want to say 2011 and when I started, I had an internship at a game studio and I was writing some music there, but I was also at community college doing just going back to school, actually, because I already had my audio engineering degree that I got from Los Angeles Recording School in 2007. So I was already working in music in some type of form or fashion. But a lot of the time, they were saying my music sounded like it should be in video games for about several years. And so in 2011, I decided, you know what, I th if this is the right path, if it should be in Castle Crashers, I want to kind of be at the best competing level I possibly do. And so I decided to get into the industry before I finished school in at Moorpark College, Union Community College. And so I bought a book called The Complete Guide to Game Audio by Aaron Marks and did about two different demos. When I read half about the book, did two demos on a gaming website forum and landed my first gig. And that game was called Electron Flux. Ah. That album will be out. It'll be the 10-year anniversary this year for that. And so that's typically how I got started and then just been doing the thing and the hustle and the grind from there. Mostly freelance. Most I never really worked at a studio in terms of full-time. So just kind of just working and hustling and staying humble for the rumble that's awesome man what i'm gonna do in, in the description i'm gonna scrub the internet right everything i can find about chase that's hopefully not uh on on the negative side of the internet i'm gonna drop in the description <laughs> down below so you guys can get his man a follow he's had he's had an, an, an amazing career and i'm sure he's gonna be doing some super dope things in the future man i'm just happy that you took some time out today to come out and rock with us and talk about video games man so thank you again um you know just, just for coming out hanging out with us and i do want to start with you uh, with you being our guest, so I'm gonna, we're going to start the first topic, uh, and that's Starfield, uh, the game that has people have seen uh, lots of art, lots of concepts. Uh, there was a teaser trailer released here recently, but it wasn't really gameplay. It was of a AI companion. So uh, first, I guess first question, Chase, have you heard much about uh, the anticipated uh, new Bethesda IP uh, Starfield? I've only heard about the composer that's scoring it and <clears throat> to my understanding is that yeah i did understand it was bethesda and that it was like going to be a different version of a uh, fallout in a sense of like the play and so yeah just there's a little bit of tension there right because fallout 76 did do so well and that and the whole thing and that <laughs> kind of went with the community so they're kind of walking on eggshells i would think in a bit you're right Oh, definitely. So I guess my first question I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to you is with a game like Starfield, which uh, the Bethesda's coming off of Fallout 76 and not having the best reception and that's not getting the quote-unquote gameplay that people are expecting. Do you think it's fair for the gaming community to be too high or too low on a game like this? Because uh, it has a lot of expectations behind it. Is, is it fair to put this much expectation of hype behind a game that people haven't seen? Well, with the purchase of that happened about a year ago with Microsoft, you mm -hmm. know, mostly backing that, and it has to say, I'll have to say, it's going to be kind of interesting because 
it's going to be split. They've been trying to rectify their wrongs and move towards a certain thing, but I think just straight out, gamers don't vote with their wallet. So they really just kind of hop it. They talk a lot of smack online, and then they support something, realize it's bad, and then talk smack afterwards. And so <laughs> I think what the best process is, look, just give it a chance. Microsoft is back in probably funding the entire thing. They got some, they're trying to redeem themselves. They're pretty much on top right now. I think it's going to be wise to just do a clean, fresh slate. Let Fallout 76 be in the negativity and the circumstances of Fallout 76. And then when the game comes out, give your opinions and your, and your true genuine feelings about what that is once it's released. I think to, I think what happens with the player community is that it falls so deep into this whole trailer and type of comparisons of frames and, and things like and such like that. And we get so into it that we expect these things at that level. But a lot of people who don't do game development have no freaking idea what that takes in terms to get to the level of an experience that Preach. is, frankly, on the field of Elden Ring, right? And so you can't compare apples to oranges. You really just need to let it release and give it the time and the proper feelings and experience that you will have directly before you pretty much prejudge. You, you know, the the thing, Chase, is everything you said, is, you hit the nail on the head on every aspect of what you just said. It just, it sucks that majority of the gaming space will not go on with that mindset. It's either this sucks or I love this and there's no real in between to have any type of uh, a true conversation. Like we can't sit here and talk about what we have in front of us, what what it is in its current state. Everything is, well, I love it. You hate it. We're not friends. I hate you. Um, somebody that I don't hate that I actually love is Baron J67. Baron, uh, we've had separate conversations before about uh, about Starfield. Your thoughts on whether or not you think the hype is just way too much. It, it, is it warranted? Because a lot of people are excited and they're having conversations with it on Twitter. And then the moment they talk about their excitement, they're getting destroyed in a, and, and reading quote tweets and the comments about, hey, you shouldn't be excited for this because you've seen nothing. And oh, go, by the way, Fallout 76 sucked. Um, I don't. OK, so with Starfield and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't seen anything around multiplayer. Right. No. Have you guys heard or I could be wrong. And, you know. That makes I'm happy about that. I I'm not after what happened with Fallout seventy six at the launch because it's gotten a lot better, but it still has its issues and whatnot. But as long as they don't try to push multiplayer too heavy, um, and honestly don't talk about it at all for a very long time for like years, um, <laughs> I'm excited for it because outside of Fallout seventy six fallout 4 which it wasn't the best fallout in my opinion it was still a great game uh fallout 3 absolutely changed the way i play video games and then skyrim is still to this day one of the top selling games of all time so i'm saying all that and it's still consistently like top 20 sold games mm -hmm. as if like who it's like all, every every year there's a new gamer born who goes out the first game that's gifted to them along with their blanket and bottle is <laughs> skyrim like it, it's like here child <laughs> but um so in saying that and knowing that those outside of 76 those are their last titles they deserve like i not deserve it's okay for me to be hyped for starfield like 
it, I mean, come on. Like, your last games outside of 76, Fallout 4, um, Skyrim, Oblivion, Fallout 3. Like, I, those are all some of my all-time favorite games. Mm-hmm. So, I, you guys have earned a little, you know, it's yours to lose. But I have gotten tired of riding the hype train. So that's why I'm doing my best not to dive too deep into the lore and the videos and the and the talk. I I really do want to be surprised about this one, and I don't want I don't want to I don't want to get on the hype train no more. <laughs> hey, for those who are in the chat, definitely keep on chat. Let us know what you guys think. King Arthur, thank you for coming and rocking with us live. It's been a while. King Arthur says, "What up, though? The floor hugger is so fine. Good to catch y'all live. Thank you for coming through." Uh, Steve Michael says, my hype is about a vacuum. I've been wait- I've been wanting a game like Starfield since Mass Effect Andromeda missed the mark. Uh, I'm going to move over to you, uh, Snips, because you're really good at being like the level-headed one of this podcast for the most part, right? Do you think the expectations for Starfield and the hype that it's getting and with us being eight months out and not having quote-unquote gameplay, are we setting this game up? to be part uh, for expectations that it, that it probably can't meet. Probably. Um, I mean, there's, it's kind of a two-sided coin here. You have um, games like cyberpunk or like, uh, and, and we always go, I always go back to these two when talking about not living up to hype uh, cyberpunk and, and um, the original release for no man's sky. Uh, mm. where there was a lot of talk about what the game would be and mentions of all these features. And then when the game dropped, stuff wasn't really there or it wasn't there to the extent that you wanted it to be. And then it took a very long, painful road for the games to gradually get fixed over time. So there's that part of it when you know a lot about going into the game before it drops. And then on the flip side, if you don't really say anything, people start making their own stuff up. And arguably, that can be a little bit worse. Um, you're never going to, you know, nobody ever lives up to the image of them that you have in your head is, is kind of a, a human flaw. Uh, we like to build things up in our own way from our own perspective. And, and when reality doesn't meet exactly that perfect picture we had in our head, we get upset for some reason, even though the fault is no one else's but our own. Uh, so it, it, you're, you're running a gamble here either way. Uh, me personally... I am excited by the concept of the game, um, knowing who's behind it. I know they have the potential to make something really cool, but I'm not putting any eggs in a basket. I'm, I'm going to sit and wait. Um, I'm, I've At this point in my life, I'm so over being hyped for just about anything anymore. I'd rather wait, get my hands on it when it actually comes out, play it myself. Um, but until then, I try not to make any expectations. I try not to... I try not to build myself up to expect anything from that game until I see what it's going to give me for itself. Uh, so that it's it really comes down to the individual. But um, as a whole, gamers are going to get hyped. They're going to start saying all these crazy things. People are going to make crap up, um, whether it's based on good intentions and, and information that they found or whether it's just based on wild theories. They're all going to kind of mix together. Um, and it's up to to each of us to kind of sit there and try and separate each out and be like, no. Let me be responsible. This person's saying this. They haven't been right about a single thing in their entire life. The game developer isn't telling me jack other than this is a game in space. So <laughs> you just got to kind of just 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 hang tight. Like if like I said, and, and kind of like what Baron was saying, you know what this developer is capable of. You know what they've done before. 
realize that something good may be coming, but don't start trying to make promises to yourselves or guaranteeing that it's going to be a certain way because you're just going to let yourself down is, is how I feel about it. Hey, you guys, that's my, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's my old crabby perspective. Trust nothing until it happens. And then you see. You guys in the chat, keep chatting. I'm going to come back through some more comments. Before I get to Chocolaka and Hugger, I want to swing back to Chase. Um, Chase, as someone who, you're, you're, you're a <clears throat> composer, right? You're, you're, this is your field. How important is it to get the music right for a game of this magnitude? Because when I think of this game being this big, right? We, we think of games, other games that are like were super hyped, spacey sort of game we think of halo right and how important that halo theme was right that that oh i mean i mean oh he did it but Flip it. it's 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 greatness right like how important did the thing um is the, the 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 composition the music for a title that is highly anticipated like a starfield i mean with any ip especially with it being at it being fresh and new for the players, you, it's it's always imperative. These are it's part of the entire art form. So, writing the score goes in tandem with the art, goes in tandem with the storyline, it goes in tandem with the mechanics. If it's dynamic music, which is something I specialize in to make it even more of a better experience for the player, whereas in they have a connection of of all different and emotional feeling that is encompassed within itself so it's like you were saying you're able to pull the theme out of thin air right for the halo stuff to, mm -hmm. to recall that that's how much of an impact it made and these themes are very very selected and very implemented in towards the game itself in order for it to become what it is and so when you when you it's about bringing that sound identity is something I, I talk about a lot. If you're able to be where you are in your space and not and do something completely totally something completely different over here, and you hear the Starfield theme, maybe you've heard it one time by playing it, but if you heard it in another room or wherever you are, driving the car in arcade, you know it's Starfield. That's uh -huh. good writing, that's sound identity. If it doesn't have that, then I'd say the game is mostly in trouble because then what identity does it have? It's just a typical, you use assets from the store, you probably put something together, it's got a bunch of composers with no cohesion and all these other things. So yeah, it's extremely imperative, especially of IP from the studio of that backing to have that type of magnitude. Now I know personally, I know the composer personally, I've been to his studio a couple times. Oh. Uh, he's even with me. He's, a, he's even mentored me briefly to about some things, so I have no doubt if uh, the players are in good hands for themes, you're going to be straight. Hey, let's not gloss over that. That's <laughs> no, yeah, not, no, like, yeah, like, we, right? Do your thing, black man. I love oh, it. No, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just, I was just saying that to, nah. the, to share. Because <laughs> no, 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 I didn't say a name or anything, but I just yeah, want right. to share that players will not have any issues with themes because I was, he gave me, he was like, well, you, you don't have this and you have that. And that was very kind of him to share his time about that. So the players are in good hands about themes. So you'll be all right. Beautiful. I want to go to some of the uh, the chats here uh, from Steve Biko. He said, Bethesda is strong with Western RPGs and this is a game that they wanted to do for a while. The Xbox partnership gives them more resources and a new engine. It's interesting. Very interesting because this is the first 
new engine we've seen from Bethesda in a very, very, very long time. Uh, Chocolaka, I'm going to swing to you because as our number one reviewer at Level1Gamer.com, by the way, if you guys want to check out his impression of Ghostwire Tokyo, which we'll talk about in a little bit, you can check those out at LV1Gaming.com. You can also catch the video part of it on this YouTube channel. But Chakalaka, you're someone who more than likely you will be doing our review for, for Starfield whenever it releases. Your thoughts on the hype that is behind the game, and are you someone who is uh, extremely excited for Starfield, although we haven't seen much besides art? I'm neutral. Uh, I have not played a, a Bethesda game. I don't own Skyrim. I don't, I've never played a Fallout game. So this would be my first ever Reneg on that first day. Uh, Taking that review code back. I'm doing the review now, Bucko. It's my review. Listen, I do I review I review indie games. I review smaller titles. Every time we get a triple A title, you already know you're finna get called. So no matter what I say, I don't want the pressure. I don't want to be cussed out because I gave it a 10 and it's a 2 or give it a 2 when it's a 10. I don't want that pressure, baby. So it's yours. But I'm sorry, your thoughts. Well, I mean, hey, look, at least I can be impartial because I don't really, I'm not really following the hype cycle. So this isn't really like something that I'm like very excited for. It's just more like it's interesting, you know? That's really all it is. If it's, it's going to be like the next Mass Effect or, or Skyrim in space, you know, then then fine. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll test a new engine. I'll critique it and I'll just... Basically, like I would say that I'm pretty much like with the death loop situation, like I'm very much easily to it's easy for me to just review it as its own thing, as its own product. Having never played a dishonored game, I think was uh, I was to my strength when reviewing uh death loop. And so not having any baggage when it comes to, you know, previous uh, Bethesda titles, I think this going to be something where I can just take a look at it and say these glitches, these glitches are trash and then I'll just call it out, you know. I'm not going to I'm not going to just be very hesitant about or overlook something because I love something, you know, like I was, we literally did a, a, a Cogs in the Machine uh, topic yesterday about like, uh, about uh, a Naughty Dog. And uh, I, at the very end of the podcast, uh, we learned that Naughty Dog has like almost no oversight from Sony because they had developed the trust. And they basically, I said at the end that that is a, a luxury that they got. Um, and I think to to that effect, Anyone that plays Bethesda titles and stuff like that, going back all the way to like Elder Scrolls Three or whatever, you know, I I'm sure that there's a fan base that really loves Bethesda and follows them, and they've earned that fan base, and that is a luxury that they have. That just you know, doing doing a screenshot of a logo is gonna get people to be hype induced is really cool, and I think it's more power to them. I want to I want to swing it over to the lovely floor hugger, who's again someone on this panel that keeps us level headed. She doesn't get too high that we know of or too low. Um, so, Hugger, uh, you're someone who I know big. Someone brought up Mass Effect a few times. You're a big Mass Effect fan. That, that I, that's one thing I know for sure about you and the hype it had behind it uh, and the mm -hmm. disappointment that it had behind it per some gamers because it didn't live up to the expectation that players put on it. Or You, you have any fear mm -hmm. that starfield may fall into that mantra of it may not be as bad as we think it is but it doesn't live up to what we thought it would be uh i think starfield is pretty okay uh i'm with snips no hype i want to have it in my hands before i 
say anything about it, but I think it's pretty okay because we've seen gameplay and gameplay and gameplay of games like Star Citizen, and I think that game is building itself up to be, I don't know, a mess or something. So Star Citizen, I'm excited to see what Bethesda has uh, has to offer that is not a Fallout or uh, an Elder Scrolls game, so just lay it on me. I'm ready to play some games because I love games like that, like Elite Destiny, uh, Elite Dangerous and stuff. I'm ready for it. Shout out to you guys in the chat who are rocking with us, man. Whether you're on the YouTube or on the Twitch or listening to this later on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, you guys are freaking amazing as usual for rocking out with us. I'm going to get to some of these uh, some of these comments here. Shout out to Sobo Wolf. We see you over there on Twitch, brother. Thank you for holding it down on the Twitch in for us, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, I apologize for mispronouncing this. Ifasa says Starfield is interesting, but I'm waiting to see what comes out. And that's fair. You know, it's, it's good to kind of have a wait and see approach. You don't want to get yourself too high. You don't want to get yourself too low. Uh, you, you don't want to make something too big where it's, it disappoints you. Um, uh, he also says uh, he understands games have bugs, but Bethesda had bugs and they were game breaking on release. And that's one thing I'm hoping that we get uh, with them being a part of Xbox, which Chase brought up earlier with the acquisition, is that we get that quality control that we don't not necessarily always see coming out of Bethesda. Uh, sometimes they may have a quality control issue, but however, how as buggy as the game may be, they still sell. Baron mentioned it. Skyrim is everywhere. You can play Skyrim on your refrigerator. You can play it in your Tesla. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, if you got you know enough space yeah. on, your, on the bottom of your big foot, you could probably play it on that too. If you got a, if it's a you know playable servers, you can play Skyrim on it. This is absolute fact. So again, in the chat, you keep letting us know what you guys think about the hype. Again, I see people breaking up Cyberpunk. Perfectly fair. Cyberpunk was mm -hmm. hyped to I'll I'll get out, and it, but the thing about Cyberpunk is a lot of people who disliked it was more for its issues, not for its story, not for its music. It was for the bugs, right? So it's one of those things to where we're hoping that you know Fallout. I'm sorry, I called it Fallout. Fallout in space, Starfield uh, is free of those bugs, and Cyberpunk is good now. Uh, with this recent update, a lot of people are, are having fun with this. So, um, I have a physical somewhere. Shout out to Best Buy for giving me the physical copy and a steel bookcase for $9 because that's all I was going to pay for because I don't pay for broken games. Um, but it is what it is. So, we're going to switch topics here. If you guys want to keep dropping any more thoughts on that in the comment section down below on the YouTube or the Twitch, please let me know, okay? Now, tomorrow... Is another PlayStation event back to back, right? Another PlayStation event. This one will be solely focused on the Hogwarts game that is supposed to be coming out uh, sometime this year. Hopefully, we get a, a release date for this year, or next year. I'm, I'm assuming it's coming out this year if we're getting a big 14 minute showcase. Uh, I do want to switch over to you, Baron, because you seem very excited for this game. You seem like a Harry Potter. Well, I should have went with Chase with his accent. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go with you, Baron. You seem very excited uh, for Hogwarts Legacy. Your expectations for this showcase tomorrow? Uh, you know, first off, you know, just how slithering we out there uh, all day, every day. Uh, we so get it in that, that, that uh, mean green. We don't play. Um, <laughs> it's all right. But, you know, Mudbloods is welcome, welcome around here. That's good. We we ain't part of that racist OG faction. This is different. It's 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 new. We we're reformed, but we still we still ain't we ain't soft and we you know. But I get to create my own wizard. I get to 
build up my spell skills. Harry Potter action RPG sold. Thank you. Um, only thing I'm worried about is I feel like they're, the, the flying is either going to be really bad or it's not going to be there at all. That's my only... I think this is going to be a very grounded Harry Potter and it's going to be kind of weird. Or maybe they'll incorporate the flying as like fast travel. Is it next year um, only? Do you know, anybody know? They would lose, not lose a lot of money, but I could, this game has been talked about for a while, so I don't know for sure, but it would shock me if it was next gen only. Um, but I, I, I need this game. Uh, this is, this going to happen. Uh, I'm going to play it. Uh, it's probably going to not score very well. Uh, really? May, I think, yeah, I think it's going to have, I think it's going to have problems. Um, or it's going to feel real, real cheap at times, but I, I'm just, I'm ready. So I don't care. I like bad movies, so I, I think I can enjoy mediocre games. Chase, I want to switch back over to you because number one, I got a feeling, and it's, it's crazy how we can have Chase here, and I and I'm feeling like certain games are going are going to have like an amazing soundtrack or theme to it. Uh, Chase, I want to get your thoughts on are you are you a Harry Potter fan? Are you are you are you into what's what we're going to see tomorrow from uh, Hogwarts Legacy? He looks like a Ravenclaw guy. Yeah, actually, I am. So yeah, see. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I. <laughs> it's interesting. So, it's probably the they tried so many times to put out this game in different fashions, and so I own about I own all the books. I grew up with the books. I love the 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 movies. I I even love the recap of that twenty year thing they did on HBO. That special uh, that was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was fabulous. And so, but the games like they're. Even if you're playing on PC or Game Boy Advance or PlayStation 2 or whatever, even I'm thinking, like, when did they ever get it right? And they never really did. And then they had that one Connect game, and people thought that was going to be ah. good. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not holding my breath on this one. I'm not holding my breath on this one. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not going to be bad. It's not going to be good. I mean, anything with the music nowadays, it, you would have to be ridiculously... <laughs> to mess this up i mean yep. john williams and from john williams to alexander desplat were the film composers really all they have to do is just mostly get like a license somebody gets somebody who sounds like that it typically happens in game audio <clears throat> whereas in they will get that license to implement the obviously familiar theme or get someone who's really good at writing those things like john williams or alexander and put that music in there so that the player knows hey okay we're harry potter like for sure you're not gonna want to change the themes you change the themes be be ready for a reckoning of no other because the potter fans are furious (laughs) so i think it's gonna be all right in terms of like music and sound and those things like that but it's just terms of hopefully playing i hope they get it right from what the past um eight nine games or more it's gonna be a good one hugger because I, mm. I i think a lot of times when it comes to things of this nature games based off of books books based off of games and so far um books based off of movies movies based off of books they seem to disappoint one fan majorly on one side yeah you think this game could fall into a thing to where the People who are, I've read all the books, I've watched all the movies, and this is not Harry Potter. I think it could fall into it getting unfairly critiqued because it does have a, like Chase said, it has a massive fandom. I personally mm-hmm. have never, have never 
fully watched the Harry Potter movie. Never owned the book. I don't know much about it. I only want to play it because I'm excited about how Baron's excited about it. I'm just going to be honest, right? <laughs> you think this game could fall into that notion to where, like, it doesn't live up to the expectation of the people who are lifelong uh, Harry Potter fans? Oh, yeah. This is the same conversation we had with um, <clears throat> Avengers when it came out. It's like, that's not Robert Downey Jr. That's not uh, Scarlett Johansson. So some people were turned off by that. But the ability, Harry Potter's only limitation was your mind. So the ability to be yourself is what I think true, not true, Harry, because that sounds elitist, but like the diehards, the people have been there since, you know, waiting for our personal letters to slip through the mail slot have been waiting for is this game. I'm just concerned about feature bloat because, like I said, the only limitation is your mind. So are they going to put so much stuff in that it you start to feel like you're doing repetitive stuff or something is missing or it's not right? Or are they going to, like Baron said, cut it down so much with take out the flying and stuff that you feel uh, not complete, unfinished? You didn't get to the to the end of the game feeling like this is Harry Potter. Because some of the other games are not great, but they're not awful either. Seeing how we, we've begun to build a, a relationship with Warner Brothers, but we'll likely, good, good chance we might get a review for this game. Hopefully, uh, if you guys want to compete with Chakalaka for that uh, AAA you know, review type, you can join us at lv1gamer.com if you want to be part of the team. Uh, but Chakalaka, you, you're, you're, you're a Harry Potter fan, right? You're, you're, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Your expectations for tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure because I haven't been following the news in this game. Like I read the books, uh, at least the first four books. I watched all the movies. Uh, my mom called Harry Potter the devil, so I wasn't allowed to read five through seven. <laughs> what? But, yeah, yeah was, that, a lot of that happened. Was, Harry Potter's the devil? Yeah. 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 I never heard of this. No, it was a very yeah. real thing. Like people used to sneak and read it. Like it was very serious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was very, oh, very serious. Um, yeah, and so my mom, like, she bought me the books, and then she took them back and threw them away, burned them, or whatever the hell she did with them. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, uh, I didn't get to read the uh, the books, so at least the, I, I didn't. I basically, when I watched movies five through eight, uh, basically those were all new information to me. So were you mad about surprised. Goblet of Fire? Let's no, let's stop right here. Okay, how do you cut out the first four or five chapters of the book? How do you start the movie off with Cedric Diggory jumping out of a tree? How stupid! Easy because the movie the, was already so long. I was yeah. in the theater pissed. My whole mood. I was like, "What? Did they just miss the first four or five chat? Did they really just start?" First off, let's okay. Let's be honest here. That's that's dropping your your stuff on the table. Like I'm the big dog in the room. I can start off a big feature film in the middle of everything and nobody will say a thing to me and you'll stay and still watch it. And I did, but I was hot. I was hot, but okay. And <laughs> and what's your house, Chakalaka? Wait, I think I'm going to be wrong. A part of me feel like you're a Gryffindor guy. He's a, he's a Hufflepuff, man. But that's what I was thinking too. You know, I was a Gryffindor guy growing up, but as I'm getting older, as I age, <laughs> I'm like... I go more slithering on this. Like, ah, okay. 
But uh, I'm, yeah. I'm good at I'm good at this, guys. <laughs> this is what I do. Let me let me just say, throw, throw some throw something out here. Okay, first off, we're gonna talk about like some some Harry Potter games. You know, like the PS2, Game, GameCube, Game Game Boy Advance, all that stuff. Game Boy Advance nobody, is fun. Nobody ever pays any mind to Lego Harry Potter because that was actually happening. Was fire? So let's just throw that out there. I will say also in the time of Flash games in what 1999 2000 there was the game on WB website that took a long time to load to get you into the house <laughs> through the sorting hat and so I did play that too. <laughs> That's how hardcore it was. <laughs> but also you know what was it you know would be uh, like the most like like gut wrenching but also like semi semi hilarious thing is if they could neither secure the license for the for the movie soundtrack or you know, the movie audio and stuff like that. And they have to either A, do a cheap knockoff like rendition of it or B, do their own thing and make it completely sound brand new. And people are going to be like, that's not Harry Potter. Oh, it's mm-hmm. not they, they're going to put money into it. They know, they know that's a, that's a button you don't press. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you guys, like in terms of feel, like what I imagine this game feeling like playing wise, not necessarily story and beats, but just feel I got a feeling it's gonna it's gonna be like Witcher Three feel, like it, it's that's what I imagine. Now I don't know how they're gonna work. No, 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 no. When I say feel, I'm talking about play, like not not tone, not I know, I know, but I don't, I can't think of modern times what game, because it's third person action, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, um, Technomancer had a lot of magic in it. Technomancer sucked. <laughs> I, I, I bought that game for sixty dollars, and I man, that game sucked. I hated that. I got my money back. What if it? What if it's like an Elix? Elix like, is good. What if it's Aaron, like an Elix? You've been playing a game that has tons of magic. It could be exactly like Elden Ring. If yeah, if you play uh, Astrologer, that's exactly it what it's going to be like. That. And that would that build and movement would fit. Yeah, you're. See, I, I'm a melee guy. I just killed the giant uh, lizard dude and took his tail and made the fire, the giant magma sword. So I don't know what y'all talking about. Uh, but but that I've he seen videos. It. He cheesed I definitely it. cheesed it. I went and bought the lightning bolt and was running around the middle of the tower. Huh. Huh. It took like thirty minutes, but I totally did it. Oh, <laughs> I fail even when I try to cheese some fights, so I can't say shit. <laughs> you fail on Velveeta's. <laughs> Everything in that game just kicks my ass. Oh, bro, it's, it's so rugged. Yo, Steve, Steve Biko in the chat, uh, I'll probably set that wrong because, again, I'm bad at saying names. He says, imagine uh, Gangster's Paradise while playing Hogwarts. Yo, that's kind of fire, bro. That's kind of fire, bro. I ain't go cap. Go ahead, Chakalaka. So is this game is this game Grand Theft Hogwarts or World of Warcraft Hogwarts? <laughs> I, I hope it's Grand oh, Theft God. Hogwarts. If it's World of Hogwarts, I'm gonna be mad. I do not want that. I do not like you. Just keep it. Give me a a MOBA before you do that. Like I I just oh lord. Hey, what if it's a complete bamboozle and it's like a cell phone mobile ad? Like they've been hyping it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You wanna, and it's, uh, a tower, it's a tower no. defense. You want to get a you want to get a studio <laughs> burned down? You want to get a studio hey, burned down? <laughs> yeah. You guys have phones, don't you? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's see how let's see how far that goes with gamers. 
Never mind. Uh, Wait, didn't, po- didn't Pokemon Go Hogwarts get like dis- like disabled? Like they, they shut that down yep. so fast. Like no one played yeah, it. Yeah, the AR. Yeah, they had some good marketing for it too. It just didn't register. I mean, you had but a thing place for Pokemon Go. Like Pokemon Go, pretty much laid the foundation. It just Harry Potter fans just didn't show up. They yeah. they just didn't show up to it. Uh, and any any more thoughts before uh, of Harry Potter before we move on from from the panel or or the chat? I hope I'm completely wrong, and this is one of the greatest games. I hope this turns out to be like a, a Guardians of the Galaxy situation, where it's just all of a sudden it's just critically acclaimed and everybody loves it. Not even everybody loves it. I just hope it's fun because uh, I don't care if everybody loves it because I I put ninety hours into Cyberpunk before the update, so <laughs> like. So I, you know, as as long as it's fun, I'm I'm there, and I'm glad that they made it a prequel, so that we don't have to worry about like, hey, Hermione's hair don't look like that. Like, why her hair all straight? Yes. Um, like, <laughs> so it, it's such a prequel that as long as they stay away from any current major characters, they should be okay, and they can just have fun with it, use some lore, expand on the lore, take it a little like- bit further. I feel like that's the safest route to go whenever you're mm-hmm. making a property that is involved with these long-standing IPs that have huge, massive fan bases. Mm-hmm. Don't go near the, the established characters. Don't go near any of that. Use the world and create your own separate story within that world. That way you always have that fallback of not living up to the person's original like image of that character or whatever. Like, Stay the hell away from it, man. It's messy. You don't want to go there. Yeah, preach. Hey, listen. And let me be a guy if I want to be a bad guy. Yeah, Johnny I want to be. I want to be an evil bad. wizard. I want to be bad. I want to be bad. That's me in every I game. Get over. I just want to like mess shit up. Diego. Gotta get over. I'm glad that God. was touched on. Briefly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. If, if if it is uh, GTA Hogwarts, can you imagine what the PC community is gonna do? I'm gonna say it. I don't. I don't know much oh. about. Uh, oh. I don't know much about <laughs> uh, Harry Potter. But if we can get a house phoenix, yeah, I'm just gonna, just gonna put that out there. You know what I'm saying? Any PC model? I mean, Gryffindor. Yeah, Gryffindor, Gryffindor is would be kind of the, the lion. Thing to it, witch in the wardrobe. So I do want to. I. <laughs> Sorry. Nothing. <sighs> I do want to swing the floor over to Chocolaco because he did release a video this week and also an article on LV1Gaming.com because he is currently. Uh, working on our review of Ghostwire Tokyo, and he is was able to put out a preview of this game. Uh, so I know we're not going to run down the entire thing. We want people to go and read it, but you guys can go on lb1gamma.com and check it out. But uh, Chocolog, if you can, just kind of give us your brief overview of your impressions of your hands-on gameplay um, time with Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, Ghost of Tokyo is basically like uh, an open-world um, adventure game that basically has horror elements kind of sprinkled in there. It definitely has, like, it plays a little uh, in, like, that first-person, like, action stuff with, like, Deathloop, when I was talking about, like, uh, Deathloop has guns and grenades and stuff like that. Just take away all that stuff and just leave the special powers. Basically, you're fighting these supernatural, paranormal, like, freaking Slenderman-looking enemies and stuff. And you're just basically trying to save Tokyo because there's some paranormal shit happening, and you gotta you're the only one who can save the world. Or so save it's Tokyo. like it's like Ghostbusters Tokyo. Yes, exactly. Uh, I Ghostbusters Tokyo, Luigi's Mansion Tokyo. Yeah, just who whatever you, you want to call. Who it. are you gonna call? 
the protagonist. <laughs> the protagonist. The fact yeah. that I haven't seen that on the internet bothers me. Right? I feel like that should have been a meme already. That should have you know, been a meme already. You slacking internet. So I'm I'm gonna you I'm gonna work part. Uh go, go no, I, I, I wanna watch my words here because I wanna make sure that we don't uh violate any uh NDAs. But um and keep that in mind as you answer this question, but based off of your impressions on, on the price that you're able to speak about, do you because mm-hmm. one thing Baron brought up is we don't see a lot of conversation about Ghostwire Tokyo. Like, there's just not a lot of conversation quiet. on the internet. It's, it's been quiet. very quiet. What What are your thoughts? Do you think this is a game that people need to be paying attention to, to, you know, possibly be looking forward to playing? Or what are your thoughts on, if you've also seen how kind of quiet it's been on the Ghostwire Tokyo uh, front? You know, it's actually kind of, like, not fair to the game, because I think the game has definitely has, like, prospect potential game of the year conversations. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with, with, if it's stacked, and like if everything comes out, like God of War and, and Breath of the Wild and all that stuff, like if all these, like Elden Ring and stuff that already came out, like if it's too stacked, then yeah, it would get lost in the sauce, especially with it being early in the year. But like as of right now, like if we're talking about like the here and now, this is definitely a game that I can see, that I can definitely recommend people to get hyped for. It definitely has a lot of variety going on, and it'll definitely... This is looking to be like uh, one of those kind of open world games that I don't know how many hours I'm going to talk on this game, but it can I can easily see myself just projecting out because I haven't I've only played like the first two chapters for the impressions. So for two chapters, to, for me to beat two chapters, it took me seven hours, and I'm pretty sure I didn't even complete everything in those two chapters because I had to move on. Uh, there's a lot of side missions, a lot of mission variety. Just this is just big, dense open world. Like just things to do, and like if you played like your, your Assassin's Creed, your Ubisoft games, you know whenever you pull up that map, you know that there's a lot of uh, like you know things to check off, like different like icons, icons galore. Just imagine that, and you'll pretty much just be um, you won't you won't have any time to just kind of sit uh, sit around and not do anything. You've got something to do. The game definitely guides you, and it keeps you it keeps you moving, and I like it. Yo, shout out to the chat. Xbox 448 is in a building. What's going on, Xbox, man? It's, it's good to see you in the chat rocking with us, man. Um, let me ask you this, Chocolata, because is it, and you, Baron, as well, is this a marketing issue? Because when it came to Deathloop, it was nauseating the amount of times we saw Deathloop gameplay trailers death loop everything death loop this but this game has been very quiet on that end uh is, is this is this a is this a marketing issue um I'll, I'll go first i will say they people don't know what they're gonna be buying and i think that's the biggest so yes it's it's for sure a marketing issue and um it's a new ip which isn't a bad thing um, I, I love that we're getting new IPs. Like, please continue. Um, but when you're selling a new IP and you, you push the the horror genre, like for you guys, please make sure to go read the early impressions from Chakalaka because it it clarifies a lot and it 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 made it to where it was something that because I'm a scaredy cat. Like I have I still have Resident Evil Village and, and plastic because I'm scared and I'm trying to get the courage up to sit down for a couple hours and really play it. Um, 
but I didn't even know if I was going to be, am I going to be able to fight? Am I going to be running all the time? Am I going to be solving puzzles the whole time? Am I going to be like, is this open world? Is this linear? None of these things are clear from the current marketing. Or is it a horror game? Because you would just think it's a legit horror game. I'm thinking, um, and Chakalaka brought it up in the article, um, um, what's the Bethesda game? I just blanked on it. The horror one. Evil Within. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. I'm thinking Evil Within. Like, I, like I'm going to be on edge the entire time. And yeah, See? Ah. So that, that's... Oh, yeah. Tango that, Game Works. Yeah, and that's why my my thoughts is I'll wait for a sale. Um, I'll wait because I, I don't want to jump in this day one because I'm mentally not ready to do all that. But then to read what the game is based on the impressions, I'm like, oh, yeah, they didn't market this right at all. <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, I actually watched like uh, some of those pre-release trailers just before starting the game. And those pre-release trailers do not do a good job of explaining what I'm signing up for. Like, I honestly, I I was basically more confused having watched the trailers than I was going into it. Like, honestly, like I, I was on edge when I was on chapter one and I was thinking I'm playing a horror game. I'm thinking I'm playing the evil within. And next thing you know, after the the chapter one is like so linear, it's 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 all very linear. And then after that, chapter two you the op- the world opens up and now you you're you know after you you get used to the world and just being in the open world then it's not a horror game anymore and you feel powerful and it just feels like another adventure game like you know if you think of like things like horizon zero dawn just it's not obviously with horizon zero dawn's third person but think of like just how much skill trees upgrades and side quests and talking to people and helping them out you know those kinds of things you're you're getting that but that that quality level, but with like a Japanese, uh, like uh, uh, the ring kind of vibe to it, like it's just seasoning. Mm. It's like it's just a, add a little salt, you know. Don't that's not you know that's not the whole dish, you know. It's just that's how I I, I want to explain it. It's definitely a game that I am not examined. I had it played Resident Evil Seven. Played my first time Resident Evil Seven. I was like, all right, I'm done. You know, like I can do this game. This is definitely a game that likes to mess with you because it will like do some jump scares but again they're like hours between jump scares and so it's like it keeps you on your toes and it makes you feel relaxed and then it doesn't make you feel relaxed so it's like i think it's like very um uh it's very easy it's very easy to recommend it because uh i don't think it's gonna be like something where like if you're a big time horror fan and you like your resident evil eights and stuff like that that you know your evil within go play this game but it's definitely something a little bit more general for the masses that people can can get behind, I would say. I, I do want to bring up two points. One, Baron, if you want to wait, don't forget this game comes out uh, a year later on Xbox Game Pass. So if you want to wait, <laughs> there you go, if you still have the Game Pass. And I want to go over to Chase because you guys have brought up a couple of different points about uh, the, the, how the game feels as far as is it a, is it a horror game? It's not a horror game. Um Chase, could you are you able to kind of elaborate on maybe some of the difficulties as someone like yourself, a, a composer, who the game it's may not be the game may not be set in a particular theme. Like, is that difficult to be? Because for a horror game, that what you're hearing is everything. Like that certain tone, mm-hmm. that music is everything, right? How difficult would it be for someone as yourself who's a, a game composer to be able to make sure the theme is right for a game like this to where a lot of people are really unsure 
what type of game it is as far as is it a horror title, is it a or am I a, a superhero? Kind of like able to give any thoughts or any insights on that? Yeah, so in the words of Nakamura Ikumi, who was the creative art director for Ghostwire Tokyo's Inspections, it's got to be spooky. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, remember the E3 2019 yes. meme? I got to yes. meet uh, Ikumi. She was, <laughs> that was great. And that's, that probably amped the hype for that game itself mm-hmm. from that one line, you know, of her. She was amazing. She's stage. amazing, dude. Like everyone fell in love yeah. with her instantly. <laughs> Yeah, she also started in the different studio. Yes, yes, recently. Yes, yes. The music for that, in terms of just thinking about what was brought up before, like the Evil Within, everyone always remembers Silent Hill Two for the soundtrack for that. When you're, you know, in the in that in that world for coming across, I don't want to spoil it for people if they haven't played it, but the you know Pyramid Head or any of those things yeah. too, and so having a tone that gives the player that unease and that uncomfortability will help the project even and be enhanced even further, right? So Facts. we're looking at things like Resident Evil Seven and we we know what those what not necessarily what the themes are, but what the atmosphere is supposed to be. And if you're giving the player a sound claustrophobia, meaning you already know that you're in a tight space, you want to be on edge, or things are uncomfortable, the sound plays a oh. huge part in that, right? You know, look at he's, he's already itching God, for that. No, because I it just I came up with something. Yeah, yeah. Thinking I mean, of like Last of Us Two going through the the walls, like right. And so there's there's just an uncomfortability <laughs> if it's done right. If it's done right and it's done well, then you can really put that that player into that subconscious feeling of feeling like there's something there behind them whether you're playing a vr or you're not that but it's all here it's all audible and you're able to tap into mostly a subconscious player experience that goes even a bit further i've scored a, a horror game before i was nominated in 2016 called i can't escape darkness and i i i really played on those things of just little minimalistic things of putting my voice through guitar amps and building instruments with fingernails and having them shake and just doing different things that are uncomfortable words yeah. and people are like what that's really that's really gross i wouldn't even want to step in that world why would you put me there and that would help it even more if maybe they just had like a kira yamaoka who was the composer for something i wanted to to step in for ghostwire talk impressions and push that further because sometimes that actually helps the game as well as a name attached to it besides but since akumi didn't left that project mid-development maybe that might have something to do with the marketing as well so it just kind of depends that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> and again like Baron, like me I'm, I'm 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 a chicken i'm a chicken s and um yeah i don't i don't play horror games i i, I avoid them um and i i don't i'm not shame about it i'm also not ashamed to say that uh you'll never catch me playing elder me although 12 million people have purchased elder ring I will not at any point be one of those 12 uh, million. Uh, I won't add to the thing because it's not my style of game. But quickly before we get to the last segment of the show, uh, I'm going to swing over to you, um, Snips. Uh, I want to go with you, you and Hugger. Because Souls games have always been looked at something as niche. Um, but Elden Ring seemed to have captured and captivated the minds of people and it reached people who would have never really played a game of this nature. Like, can you kind of talk about the impact 
that Elder Ring has had on the Souls-like genre? Well, speaking from my perspective, so this was my first Souls game. Um, and I guess what kind of drew me into it versus other Souls games. So uh, anyone who wants to throw around the words easier or anything like that, I, I've, that's, I feel like that's kind of bait. Um, the game is still very difficult, um, but it allows you a little more control over the challenge. Um, in, in past Souls games, you know, they're they're pretty linear. If you're ramming your head up against a boss, there's only so many other areas you can go to try and farm souls or something like that before it's now you're you're stuck at this dude until you beat. Um, <clears throat> Elden Ring's open world format really allows you the opportunity to just straight up be like, nope, I'm beelining to the other side of the map. I don't want to mess with that. And you can come back 10 hours later. You can come back five minutes later. You can come back 60 hours later. Um, I, I fought that uh, that flying dragon Agniel, right? In the, the first swamp area that you come up mm -hmm. on. Big flying dragon. I noped out of one in the first time. The next stream, I was like, nah, I want to come back and mess with this dude. Um, I had it in my head that I was overleveled for for that fight because I had watched good people kill him much sooner. I was like level 25, right? I struggled for about an hour to kill this dude, and I was getting so frustrated because his hitboxes on his attacks are so stupid. And I finally managed to bring him down, right? And I'm like, Man, I'm like, I'm glad I finally beat him, but I feel like I was too strong for this. And I, it still, like, I felt bad that it, it took me that much of a struggle to beat him. So I start asking around some of my other friends. They're like, oh, no, I came back to that when I was, like, level 40-something and one-shot him. Like, I, I just didn't mess with it until way later in the game. I was like, ah, well, maybe I don't feel so bad now. Like, maybe that was kind of a, I did try and take it on at an earlier time or something like that. So the fact that it allows you that much control... Um, over your gameplay experience is very interesting. I think the people who have negative things to say about it are the ones that are too bullheaded to just go away from a fight. Um, they keep ramming up against that one boss that's kicking their ass. Like I tried uh, stream last night. I tried uh, the tree sentinel. I was like, oh, maybe it's time to take this tree sentinel on. I tried for like 25, 30 minutes. I got him down to maybe like a quarter of his health was the closest I got probably. But for the most part, he was kicking my ass left and right. And so what did I do? I'm going to save this guy for later. I'm going to go fight some other stuff. <laughs> so I, I ran away and I went to go do other things. Um, if you take that kind of mentality, I do think that this game really does nail the open world. Um, the fact that the UI is so minimalistic kind of helps the immersion of it all. Um, there's really no big guide points, no beacons, no stuff flashing all over your map or anything like that. It's, hey, did you find the side of grace? Cool. We'll leave this little gold spot on the map so you know where that is. Uh, but aside from that, like there's there's very little guidance in terms of what direction to go where. You just run into something. If it starts kicking your ass, maybe try running the other way. Uh, but you run into a lot of cool little things. There's so many different experiences. Um, and I think that is what they really added to this new. The difficulties there, that Soulsborne kind of branded, tried and true, this game will kick your ass difficulty is there. But they added this whole new element of now it's this big giant world and i that map continues to surprise me with how huge it is like i think i've got an idea for how big it is and then and i move then, over to oh. a chunk of it that i just explored and it looks way bigger than i thought then i looked on the map and i'm like holy crap so there's there's so much to do and i think that's a, a huge part of its success for sure my my lovely sister you ma'am you get the last word your thoughts on elden ring hitting 12 million units sold <laughs> And the idea of Souls games no longer being uh, considered niche because of how many people are coming out of their gaming bubble to try a game like Elden Ring. 
first off, congratulations to them for selling 12 million. That's Thanks. hella impressive. Like, awesome job because there was a lot of people that were doubting what Elden Ring could do. Uh, I think if we're going to talk about Elden Ring, we got to talk about the game that really opened up a lot of people's eyes, which was Bloodborne. Because Bloodborne was very different combat from Dark Souls. And I know for a lot of people who Bloodborne was their first Soulsborne game. And then Sekiro opened it up even more, especially with the grappling and the traversal. And you can kind of do what you want, but it's not as open as Elden Ring. It's Elden Ring is, is its own beast. If you love Souls games, you're going to love it. I, I'm stunned by what I see every single time. And it is still the utter joy of watching people get stomped for hours on end while I sit there and giggle and go, well, I could never do that too. So I, I don't know why I'm laughing at them, but it's that shot in Freud. just like, I want to watch them struggle. But Elden Ring is a great game for those that want to try something new. Hate the, like Snip says, hate the frustration of getting stuck behind one boss and grinding stuff out and not getting anywhere. You can do that. You can grind stuff out. You can go wherever you want in this game. And that's what makes Elden Ring unique. And they still technically are kind of niche because out of that 12 million people that bought it, How many 6 people? million finished it. I would be surprised. <laughs> that's the key because there's going to be some returns there. We, I got a friend yeah. on my Twitter who works at GameStop and he was seeing returns instantly. People like, yeah, I got this. This wasn't, this isn't for me. And uh, Chase, I saw you get excited when Hugger brought up Bloodborne. Um, you, you have a real love for Bloodborne. I can tell. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, no, that's I actually don't have a love for Bloodborne, but I was thinking the exact same thing is that this, a lot of people didn't mention the whole Bloodborne. They mentioned Souls, you know, one, two, and three. Uh, and, but yeah, no one has seen that, that correlation to Bloodborne. And I'll take it back further. I posted this on my social media before is that before there was Elden Ring or any Souls game, there was Eternal Ring. And a lot of mm. people don't know. You got to know about the history with, from these, these, these development companies. So I'm big. I'm the one who shot out of my seat. I think Afusa was with me at, at the uh, Game Awards when they when Sekiro won Game of the Year. And Another so big this is this is they've been in the trenches refining and cultivating. It's like getting that recipe right for those pancakes that you that you has passed down from the generations. You know, it's like nobody's yeah. messing with the pancakes. This is it. We've been doing this since Kingsfield on PlayStation One. We moved to Armor Core. We got into Otogi on Xbox. We then we moved into the Souls series. Then we got the Bloodborne to kind of pivot a little bit, right? Well, we got Demon Souls. Then we have Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. Then we do Bloodborne. Bloodborne wasn't for everybody. We tried it. Let's take it back. Now we're gonna do Sekiro, and then boom, here you are. We're blessed you with Elden Ring. They've been refining this for a long time, so that's why I think it's important. I love that Hagar mentioned Bloodborne because again, it's talking about the history and the trajectory of where it's come from. It's just like what was mentioned earlier is that the Naughty Dog was entrusted that Sony didn't have to think about that for a second, but a lot of people don't really think about the history to know that Naughty Dog's been around for a long time. It was a first-party studio since the early 90s. So yeah, mm -hmm. they were trusted with that because they, they've shown that they can be proven. And from software, it's no different. Mm -hmm. and that's that, a perfect way to put that's it. That's a perfect way <laughs> to put a cap on a topic. I, I don't think anyone could have said it better. Well, what would like to do at the end of the show typically... Because uh, we are we are pressed on time, but we go around the sh the panel, and people will give a suggestion of a anime, movie, a video game, TV show they wish just people to watch and or play. 
Uh, but today we're going we're gonna to condense it a little bit and we're going to give one suggestion, either an anime, movie, or a TV show uh, that you guys will suggest people to watch and play this week. Drop yours in the chat and I will read those out, guys. But I'm going to start with the panel. Baron, uh, two, typically you got three, but today you got one. Give us something that you suggest we should watch and or play. Uh, I'm getting ready to check out DMZ, uh, Rosario Dawson, post-apocalyptic TV show on HBO Max. Oh. Okay. I don't know anything about it outside of that, um, but I'm ready to get um, into it. Kate from But Why Though that we've had on the show before, she had a, a pretty solid review for, for DMZ, so she gives it a thumbs Shout up. Shout out to Kate! Love yeah. Kate. Love Kate. Kate. All right, Chakalaka, you up next, brother. What do you suggest people to watch and or play for this week? I don't really just give a suggestion of what's coming out in theaters this weekend. I just looked at the release calendar. Trash. So I'm going to go back to last weekend and say on Netflix, watch the Ryan Reynolds movie. Um, oh, Project called, Adam. Uh, Project, Project. Yeah, Project Adam. It is a very good movie. I loved it. We had a good time. We, I got the whole family together, and it was definitely one of those throwback kind of like 80s inspired like et like uh you know fantasy films that's just it's got a lot of charm a lot of funny comedy a lot of just yeah yeah it's, it's, got, it's got the the feels it's got a lot of good feels on it and uh I, the, only, the only bad thing i was to say is a little bad cgi at times just a little but otherwise that's the script the story the acting everything's top notch uh very good performance by the child actor who really did a good ryan reynolds impression he so, did he did yeah. he did <laughs> Uh, Xbox, uh, there's a, a anime in the chat. I, I don't want to butcher it. Uh, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen movie. There you go. Yeah. It's in theaters. That, that is coming in theaters. That's going to yeah. be crazy. Tomorrow. Chocolate I think I got my tomorrow. tickets pre-ordered. But yeah. So you take that back, Chuck. Seeing the trailer. <laughs> one good movie coming out. Seeing the trailer <laughs> for that, it's making me want to, uh, made me add the actual anime to my watch list on Crunchyroll. You should. So it's really good. It's the anime this top weekend. tier. And then hopefully I can binge through it and then i'll go see the film um hugger your your suggestion for this week my love i've been trying to recapture some muse for art so i've been watching a lot of old anime so i'm going to recommend ghost in the shell the original 90s anime not the scarlett johansson movie it's stunning it's beautiful and it holds up to this day i miss that art style so good and then we got in the chat. Efosa says Kingdom Hearts. Minieta says watch the Halo TV show. We have a date for that yet? Anybody know? We got a date I thought it was out. Yeah, it's uh, it's on Paramount Plus, and it's gonna come out on like March twenty third. I want to say what? Okay, then I need to make sure I'm ready for that because I need I need all it in my life. Uh, last but definitely not least, our amazing guest for the evening, Chase. Is there a anime? TV show, movie, or video game that you personally would suggest that someone needs to go check out immediately? Well, it's going to be kind of difficult if you're not a retro gamer like me, but hopefully if you guys still have your PS2s, if not, they're at thrift stores are quite cheap-ish, but if you can't find that, hopefully they have it on the PlayStation Store. Ace Combat 4, A Shot of Skies. I that was a good decided one. to get, hop into that, and if it's got this tantalizing story that looks like an anime and i really good. haven't seen that before and the story is actually really captivating in terms of how they tell the story if you're a monster anime fan believe me the, the anime is called monster 
if you know about that and you're a big fan of that, you'll love what this does and just the separation of understanding like a 3D world of flying your your airships and whatnot and doing those missions and then hearing what the side story is in terms of how it's connected is just pretty masterful. Okay. Uh, in the chat, Rangy4 says GT5, GTA 5. No, sir. No. <laughs> we didn't, three generations. Three generations for GTA 5. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Xbox has him and his sons that have been blowing through bleach a few episodes uh, each night while uh, eating dinner. Shout out to y'all, you and your son at, at quality time. Uh, yeah. Rain also says he's trying Tunic, which dropped on Xbox Game Pass. Make sure you guys go and check that out. Uh, my one suggestion will be on Disney Plus, Turning Red. Such a good movie. Um, and uh, unlike some of those reviewers, you don't have to be um, Asian or a teenager to relate to this movie because it has a, a lot of good themes uh, in this movie that I think anyone who watches it can take something from this movie. Go ahead. And the soundtrack slaps. Soundtrack is a slapper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it was I got that song on my playlist right now. It was written by Billy Eilish and Phineas. Nobody like you. Uh, 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 it slaps. Yeah. It's, it's a really good movie. I, I love the, I love the uh, the late '90s theme with with the Tamagotchi and I, I it, all of that. Everything about that just screamed like because the movie is actually set in 2002. 2002, and I was like, okay, this this is dope. I think 2002, um, I don't know, 14, 15, or whatever. So this movie is an absolute slapper. Um, you don't have to be a kid to watch this. This movie for everyone. Go check out Turning Red. It's on Disney Plus now. You're likely going to watch it. You're likely going to watch it twice. Listen, we've had an amazing show today. I want to talk <laughs> to. <laughs> you, you forgot, forgot somebody. <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting to see if he was going to catch me it. Me too. I was like, but then, but then when he said last but not least, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Citizen Snips. Okay. Who always has something amazing for us to watch uh, and play this week? What you got, bro? Don't butter him up now. <laughs> I've I've been delayed on starting this anime. It's been filling up my timeline like crazy. Uh, Ranking of Kings is out there on Crunchyroll. Severely, I can't even say it's underrated. But if 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 you're not in the right circles, people aren't talking about it. Mm -hmm. The show caught me off guard with how good it is. It's really good really? in a lot of different ways. It's got a lot of different stuff going on in it. A little bit of something for everybody, but. The art style kind of made me hesitant at first. That's why I didn't um, even touch it. But check it out. Trust me. Okay. Really good show. Really good show. Listen, and that and that's all the suggestions for real this time. For real this time. Yes. I apologize. But listen, for everyone who's in the chat today, you guys are freaking amazing uh, on YouTube, on Twitch. If you guys are watching on the website later on or listening on Spotify or iTunes, you guys are absolutely amazing for rocking out with us. I want to give another big shout-out to our guest, Chase, who came through and was dropping those knowledge bombs today. It was super dope to, to dive into his brain today and get some insight uh, on his world as a composer. And I look forward to having you back soon, um, especially on your next project. You want to come on if you're able to talk about it. We definitely want to get uh, more on with you. I tried not to make that weird, but I did anyway, and I apologize. <laughs> we'll make it on with you. But <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, that happened. And I We're couldn't, here. <laughs> and I couldn't no fix pause. it. I couldn't fix it. Like I, yeah, no pause. We don't pause. Commit! 
Yeah, we commit to everything we say at level one. No pause. We're grown. <laughs> so, so, girl, yeah, that happened. Clip yeah. me. It's fine. I, I got no shame. Listen, we've got an amazing show with an amazing guest. I have his Twitter link down below in the description down below. I said that twice. I'm still messing up. Make sure you guys go check my brother out. My birthday brother. Make sure you guys go check him out. We came out the womb at the same time, baby. I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wrap it up. No! Not the same womb. No! Different Wrap it wounds, up. But same time. Wrap it up. Send us home. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the button, fam. This had, just had to get weird at the end. Yeah. 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 This is such a good episode. Episode. Brought to you by wait. the letter R. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 okay. With all of that said, con- shut the hell up. With all of that said, congratulations. Mm-hmm. You guys love it up to 194. This was WSP Podcast. Make sure you guys get the game news from LV1Gamer.com. We do shows all week. Be on the lookout for that Ghostwire Tokyo review coming up from Chocolaka. Check out everyone's content. You guys are absolutely amazing. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Setting it.